When you buy Kroger brand products, you feel like you're winning. That's because they offer proven quality at lower than low prices. In fact, we guarantee that you and your family will love how Kroger brand products taste. Or you get your money back. So next time you're shopping for the family, look for delicious Kroger brand products. Because they'll make you all feel like you're winning. Shop now, in-store, or online. Kroger. Fresh for everyone. In the Locker Room with Wolf and Starks on ESPN Pittsburgh and Steelers Nation Radio. Presented by your neighborhood Ford store. The F-150 is the official truck of the Pittsburgh Steelers. All right, power hour number two fully initiated. And I just want to make sure that we talk about this. If you want to gear up with the latest sideline apparel, hats, or jerseys of your favorite players, authentic memorabilia, custom items, and exclusives you can only find directly from the team at one of the official Steelers Pro Shops. That's right, location number one at Akershire Stadium, number two, Grove City Premium Outlets, or Tanger Outlets for the physical locations, or if you just want to stay in your clothes, you know, go ahead and visit us online at shop.steelers.com, and I would be remiss if I did not mention is going to be salute to service. Uh, that's right. Get all of your favorite salute to service gear right on the Steelers website at shop.steelers.com or go into the outlet shop. Pick your favorite stuff. You can pick the new current stylings of the salute to service. I got a I got a sweet hoodie that I have my eyes on as well as one. <laughs> there's a there's a khaki um, sideline hat that I'm that I have my eyes on as well. But you can go. They have beanies. They have women's hoodies. They have kids. Kids apparel. They have jerseys. Even you want to you want to sport the all time sack leader T.J. Watt custom salute to service jersey. That's there. Plus a lot more. Get it from the team. All right, Wolf. We're an hour two. I, I, had to, I had to go ahead and you know for hour two. You know you want to get a little more creative. You want to <laughs> bring a little spice, right? <laughs> okay. Because we're getting in that we're getting that lunchtime lull. Except for you, because you're at good old Hyde Park. That's yeah, right. I think you that's know it, baby. Hyde Park. Um, and, and, you know, Steeler Nation is out and about at Hyde Park. And I thought, you know, since since we are going a little, little Hyde Parky in today, I figured <laughs> I had to go a little upper crust, Wolf. And just bear with me, if you will, because it literally just popped off my screen because I got an update. So what I was teasing is going to take a second. So I'm going okay. to... As they say, tap dance until they find it. Wesley's got the uh, Jeopardy clock going. I want. I wanted to go with. Okay, it's obviously not kicking a... in there, buddy. Yeah, it's it's not. Hold on. All right, Let's all right. See. Okay. While you, while you're what? waiting, that here I got something for Wes. I got something yeah, for go you. Ahead. Okay. That there's a blob. Right? The blob of toothpaste on your toothbrush has a name. What is it? I'll give you four different que- answers for it. A, okay. that blob. B, a gob. C, a snob. 
or D, a nurdle? I'm going to go with D, a nurdle, just because it's so different from the other possibilities. Okay. What about you, Max? I'm going, I'm going with a gob. A gob. No, it's D, a nurdle. West, you're oh. correct. Max, 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 you're striking wait, out wait, this wait, morning, wait. buddy. Yeah, I, I am <laughs> – I am I am actually you know really really pissed about that. I'm, I'm a little, <laughs> my deductive reasoning was not in the right place. There you go. There we go. Okay. All right. How about this? I had I had some would you rather's. There we go. Okay. I'm back now. I got it. All back. right. All right. All right. Here here here's a question for you guys. Hit me one. Yeah. Hit me with one. Would you rather? Have telekinesis, which is the ability to move things with your mind. Okay. Or would you rather have telepathy, the ability to read minds? Oh, I'd rather telekinesis. I'd rather just sit there and move it. You know, because you could you could have stacks coming to you. Yeah, you, you know, you, you would go with the lazy conveyor belt method. Okay. Yeah, there you go. Yeah. <laughs> how about how about how about Wes? I'm with Wolf. Wait, wait, wait. I listen. Of the, you know, all that. Would you like to be able to fly? Would you be like to be able to do? I have no desire to read people's minds, all right? I'm not Mel Gibson in that yeah. What, yeah. Women, oh, want, oh, what, what, what Women Want, want yeah. movie, all right? While that movie is hilarious, um, that would just freak me out too much to be able to read people's minds. There's there's certain power I don't know that we need to tap into as a human species. Uh, That's one that we don't. Yeah, like I would time travel. I would fly. I would do all that stuff. I don't know if I need to read people's minds, so I'm with Wolf. There you go. Yeah, 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 no. I mean, that, that, that's a good one. <laughs> Telekinesis. I mean, for any fat guy, be, is going to be Yeah, and it'd be, it'd be great, too. Like, when I'm driving down 79 trying to get to work and there's, you know, 15 people driving slow in the left lane, I could just move them all out of the way with my mind. Money. Or, or just move my car in the air, right? Can, it's, can it's I lift my car that I'm in and, and drive and underneath of them? Yeah. yeah. Would you have enough mental power to lift your car up? That um, Wow. That, that well, it takes take training, time. Wolf. I mean, listen, you were the world's strongest man, you know. I was in you, it. You I wasn't the, you know. Yeah, I didn't say the, but you were in it. So, I mean, yes. that takes enough Well, if you a, finished a top five one year, didn't you? Yes, I did. That's, yes. that's See, right. look at that. Uh, humble, See, look at that. Humble, Claim humble it. Wolf over there, hum- baby. Yeah, Humble Wolf. I was just in it. I wasn't the. Well, I know. I get I'm it. I'm just want telling you the way, the way it was. That's all. I don't want anybody to think that I'm claiming something that I'm not. You know, that sort of thing. But right. you were still you still picked and you still competed, yeah. right? Yes, yes, no doubt yeah, about yeah. it. How, how, how many how many people did you compete with? There was ten. There was ten in the world from all over the world. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. Ten people in the world got Jeez. picked for this. Yeah, exactly. Just like you're talking about sixth in your third grade spelling bee or third in your thir- <laughs> sixth grade spelling bee, I mean, you were you were still top ten in the world asked to compete in this competition. Yeah, how many how many billions of people? What was that Lego quote you just had earlier? <laughs> yeah. yeah, eight well, billion if I people. Could, you, I might have whipped all the Lego minis. I think I could have done that. <laughs> you definitely could have whipped all the Lego minis, <laughs> except for except for if you tried to step on them, then then they hurt you. That's what oh yeah, back. That's no doubt about deadliest. that. <laughs> uh, you know, in the middle of the night, you're trying to get to your screaming child, and they left Legos on the floor. It is you not know, fun. You know, one of the hardest con- parts of the contest was the log lift. In the, in the world's strongest man, they had these logs. Now, now they use metal ones, you know, because um, they can plate load them and stuff like that. But the log lift back then was real logs, and they cut handles into the log. And the, as as the logs got um, heavier, they got longer and thicker. You know what I mean in diameter. Yeah. Oh, and then they left them out overnight, and it rained the night before. 
So oh, the, the, water, the water, there was water absorbed lots. in them. Oh, man. You want to talk about yeah. some heavy stuff. That was like the one guy, I'll never forget, Jerry Hannon, who was the Olympic super heavyweight champ of the, of the U.S. and was top ten ranked in the world. Um, he, he had the log, uh, I forgot what it was, like 320 pounds, something like that. But his neck was stretched so far back, his head, he passed out before he could. He cleaned it. He got it up on his chest, you know, just before the jerk part. And, and yeah. all of a sudden he just he, he passed out. And that log fell within an inch of his feet. I mean, it, I'm, I was oh, amazed. It, you know, he just passed out and hit the ground. And that log just missed him by an inch. Boy, that was whew. That would have been bad. Man, talk, talk about hammer time. That would have <laughs> been bad. <laughs> that um, that would have hurt. That left a mark. That would have hurt. That, w- that would have. That would have. All right, I got a couple more. Okay. Wanted, and then we'll, then we'll get back into our uh, our topic du jour. Um, would you rather okay. team up with Wonder Woman or Captain Marvel? I don't know who Captain Marvel is. I'm looking for CJ. Uh, uh, he's, CJ? Also, he's also called Shazam. Um, oh, okay, Shazam. Is, yeah, red suit, yellow lightning bolt. He He's a kid, but when he says Shazam, he turns into a superhero. He kind of looks like Superman a lot. Okay. CJ's, okay. Been, CJ's been waiting for this moment all year, baby. Oh, yeah. Absolutely. Exactly. Yeah, That's had, my man. I got my man down well, here. I got to go I gotta go with yeah. Wonder Woman because, you know, the, the thing about it, she's got that rope. You know, yeah, she can do the rope and dope, and she can she can deflect bullets with the the bracelets, right? With right. The gauntlets, so, yeah. Yeah. She has so, an invisible jet. Yeah. Oh, I mean, think about it. With travel today, you know, you got TSA, you got all these problems. You know, you got issues going on with the uh, people. You know, uh, banging planes, landing. I just saw reading the news. They had a little runway accident there. So you know, I I would say yeah, the invisible jet because then you could just. Jet around, man. You're you're all good. Max, okay, I'm uh, I'm going with Captain yeah. Marvel for the simple reason that I am Team Marvel over Team DC, and that's about all the yes. people need to know. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. yeah, I mean, I was gonna go Captain Marvel because she can travel interstellar. Um, Ooh, oh, you're talking about the other Captain Marvel? <clears throat> yeah, the Captain Marvel. Yeah, we're going. To, it was a Marvel versus D- DC question. Oh, CJ. I was talking about Shazam, who's also named Captain Marvel. There's two Captain Marvels. Yeah, there wow. is, but he's been marketed as Shazam, oh, so I'm keeping him as Shazam. Okay. All right, I got some yeah, false gotcha. info here. But CJ's a learned scholar. Sorry, CJ's knee deep in the books, and and I appreciate that because I also got what he was going at on that one. Um, <laughs> so I understood where he was going at, but I was like. This is the the Captain Marvel Marvel comics. You were Captain doing a Marvel. female superhero versus a female superhero. I understand. Correct. That. Apples gotcha. to apples. Yeah. Oh. Yeah. I'll just shut up now. <laughs> no, yeah, CJ, yeah. you're fine. <laughs> yeah, you're good. You're good, CJ. It's all good. All right. Okay. Last one for me, and this this is one I can't wait to hear this answer. All right. Would you rather? I'm going Captain Marvel as well, in case anybody was wondering. Um, would you rather be forced to sing along or dance to every single song you hear? I'm equally bad at both, you know. Um, I dance. I remember, you know, taking taking faith on we'd be dancing, and you know, she at some point in time she'd like tap and go, "Honey, you're working far too hard. Let's go sit down." (laughs) Yeah, I mean, it's it's not good. And then when I sing, well, it's even worse, really. I mean, I am come from a long line of noted whalers, as I've often stated before, with my grandfather, the patriarch of the family. Being a guy who 
carried a tune so poorly that somebody once referred to him and and his singing as it's the sound of a a, a, a mule brain. You know, hee haw, that yeah. sort of thing going on. Yeah, exactly. That's how hee-haw, bad I am. Hee-haw. So. Uh, the long, long and short of it, I probably would go with the singing because I'd get booed off the stage faster. Yeah. Okay. Um, you still have to do it. The, self de- the self-deprecation it. is strong with this one, Max. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Like he gave he gave us a, a, an entire like three minute soliloquy. Well, you know, you got to try of trying to get out of it. You were just trying to get out of it. You had to pick one. It's would you rather? It's a fifty-fifty shot here. And you, you tried to equally say how bad you were so that you wouldn't have to pick either. I mean, I Well, Max, like think about this. We were going. <laughs> Did you have to sing as a rookie up at training camp? Oh, absolutely. Okay. Absolutely. All right. So I'm petrified. On top of the table up there. Yeah. You got to stand on a chair or a table and they give you a spoon because that's your microphone. And then in front of all your peers, in front of all the, the, the coaching staff and the front office people and media people, you got to sing and belt it out. And if you don't sing loud enough, they'll make you restart the whole thing. Was that? It, did I summarize that, what it was? Correct. You okay. Did. So here's what happened. I tried to get in and out all the time so that I would not get grabbed by any of the vets and be made to sing my rookie year. Well, I was a little slow in the afternoon after two a days, and I, I, it was evening dinner, and I was like trying to get out of there. I stood up. I was walking by Joe Green, me and Joe Green, and Joe looked at me and goes. Hey, you. Hey, have you sung yet? Now, I'm faced with a dilemma. Do I try to lie to the greatest man-eater in the history of the NFL there? Or do I tell the truth and, and suffer the consequences? I went with B, suffer, suffer the consequences. I said no. He said, get up there, let's sing. So I'm walking, I'm walking to the front of the, you know, the, the kitchen area. I got to get the, on the chair. I got to get my spoon like a microphone, right? And as I'm walking and I'm, I'm feeling like I'm going to the gallows, I see this young guy I just met, uh, you know, a week and a half before, Tunch Ilkin. And out of nowhere, I had this epiphany. And I lean over and I say to Tunch, you know what? Joe wants you to sing with me. And he looks at over my shoulder, and Joe is, you know, like mm, probably 30 feet away. Joe is sitting in the back there, and he's, he's like, pointing at me and, 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 and so forth. And Tunch thinks he's pointing at him. So he gets up and sings with me. It was tremendous. We did it. You know, we were, we were really bad. We sang uh, Roll, uh, Rawhide, you know, Rowdy Gates tune. So we, oh, we yeah. got booed off the second stanza. But I didn't have to sing alone, and that was everything to me, man. And I didn't tell Tunch until a couple of years later that, oh, you know what, Joe didn't want you to sing. It was me. <laughs> that was That's great. That's pretty funny. Yeah, but, what know, are you going to say? It's, you know, but, it's the way you know it what? is. I mean, l- l- listen. The, the biggest strategy that you have to use, Wolf, and of course I couldn't go back to 1980 to tell you this, um, but if I had my time machine, I would. Right. Um, you pick a song that everybody can sing along to, and all you have to do is really start it. Yeah. And then you get the, you the crowd engaged, you know, and so that was one of my things. I knew that I had a tune in my head. I was like, okay, I know this song. That was you smart. Know, inside and out. And I'm like, but if I if I get crowd interaction, boom, I, I I'm golden. So I picked D'Angelo's Brown Sugar. Um, it was a oh, good little tune. Okay. Oh yeah, Neo Soul. Yeah, exactly. Let me tell you about this girl. Maybe I should. So you know, sing and, it, and, baby. And you start getting the guys in into it, and then boom, 
you let the guys take over and then you're, you're just kind of like a conductor just leading leading the band you know what i'm saying so you but know, here i was, was in panic mode man i mean you know because yeah, you were Joe grabbed you, me and, and i didn't know but you gotta admit the, the the scam I pulled on Tunch that was tremendous. No no no. I mean getting 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 your compadre to get a duet going, um, <laughs> you know, is is legendary because you're try you're hoping that he will kick in the melodics and you'll just get the byproduct of it, right? You know what I'm saying? That's hey, it. And besides it that, yeah. think about this: you got to scam your buddy. <laughs> I mean, that is true. It, that is true. It, of all the times that Tunch pulled a fast one on me. That was my one golden moment, baby. <laughs> yeah. Now, had Tunch sung before that? Um, I don't remember. I really don't remember. Um, all okay. I knew was, I, you know, be I had better that epiphany. It's like he's already gone through it, and then he get, and then, and then you. You know what? I think you're him. right. Yeah. I think he had already sung. Oh, even <laughs> that that, make, that makes it so much better because right because it's just one that's mandatory, and then the fact that's that you right. got an encore out of him. And you and you also got to divert a little bit of attention from yourself, even better. That's what that's what that now that now that makes it all worth it right there. Oh, I'm just uh, rolling in it now. I'm feeling the wave right now. <laughs> yeah, yeah, there it is. All uh, right, well, well, as you feel the wave, we're we're gonna roll on and we're gonna continue to think fondly about our about our good friend Tunch. Amen. Um, we're gonna step aside and we will be back with more inside the locker room here on SNR and ESPN Radio. This is In the Locker Room with Wolf and Starks on ESPN Pittsburgh and Steelers Nation Radio. Presented by your neighborhood Ford store. The F-150 is the official truck of the Pittsburgh Steelers. I was just really appreciative of the fight of the guys. Um, we had some challenges, obviously, that we outlined post-game um, at the early stages of the game. Uh, I thought the Rams did a really nice job of, of throwing some things at us differently. Uh, on the defensive side of the ball that they hadn't displayed, uh, that created some issues for us. Um, I thought they did a really nice job of, of, of manufacturing a run game with the committee of backs and, and doing some things there that, that, that were challenging and we had to adjust to. I thought our coaches and players did a really nice job of managing some of those required adjustments at halftime. And certainly that's one of the most important things is the fact is you had to adjust. And one of the things that the Rams were doing that was so interesting was they were virtually playing a short yardage defense or a low red zone defense out in the open field, which, you know, they were stacking the line of scrimmage with enough bodies that uh, created a lot of problems, Max. And one of the things that I really enjoyed watching was that Matt Canada rolled out some of the trapping game, the old 80s Chuck Knoll uh Guard traps, tackle traps, um, some of the powers we saw. I, I love that because I thought it was a distinctly different touch um, coming into this game and being able to attack the Rams with a slightly different, um, you know, blocking schematics. And so I thought it was a nice thing to, to be able to do, especially when the Rams were coming out and using so many people around the line of scrimmage. No, it was it was a good job when you're talking about like the confusion aspect of it and just kind of running a little bit smoke and mirrors. Uh, you know, the four two gap defense yep. is what I call that, or four two wide. 
Um, people like to call that as well. Double barrel. If you're in the mm-hmm. Mike Zimmer tree of, of, of defensive calling, uh, you know, that was one that, you know, it put, it put Stafford on high alert and really gave him some struggles. But what I really enjoy, you know, and, and listen, I talked about a couple of times where they got caught in it, but they didn't go away from it. You know, they got caught in a, in, in a, in, in a bail by both linebackers up the middle right. and ran right at it. Right. <laughs> to get some yards, but I thought more often than not, you saw some consistency, and I think it's something that, as you look at it, it just it puts a lot of stress on if you're if especially if you're in five wides, or mm-hmm. you know because if you pick wrong, you know oh, yeah. it, it is a it is a face full of steel. <laughs> yeah, you are um, run plays. You can kind of gap it up a little bit more, but then you know backside backside cutoffs are almost non-existent. So that back guy peel guy can come in and make a play. Ch- think Chandon Sullivan. Right, uh, right. Ha- having some success on the backside taken down. I think it was I think it was Daryl Henderson on, on a dive play. So th- th- there's so many different utilities. And I think when you have your linebackers in their bag at that point where they feel comfortable in this defense mm-hmm. and they're starting to settle in, that's when you really start to see a lot more creativity from Terrell Austin and this defensive uh, defensive crew calling plays. And it, it, it really stems from linebackers feeling comfortable and playing it within themselves. Um, and I thought Cole Holcomb had a hell of a game. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, you look at also how Quan Alexander played in that game. Um, so we, we got to see some really good stuff. And Landon Roberts as well. Um, so the linebackers are really coming in to their own form uh, and, and at a good time too, right? When you're talking about a team wanting to ascend and change that trajectory. Well, right now, Two game win streak coming into this, and you and you've got you've got a big bad nasty opponent coming in. You know Jacksonville Jaguars are trying to make some noise first in the AFC South, and uh, you know they're riding a four game win streak right now. So you want to definitely make sure you're at your best. And I think these guys are, are they're not peaking, but their trajectory, their arrows pointed north um, as a unit. And you know I doubt there's really a lot of teams that will want to see our defense right now in any in any circumstance, home or away. You know, one of the guys that we got to talk about, I just, I'm fascinated. I, watching the film last night, um, Minka Fitzpatrick, or Felipe, as, t- as his teammates are starting to call him. You know, it's, I, I was yeah. laughing. I was out of practice last week, and I hear people yelling, hey, Felipe, you know, and they're talking to Minka. And so, anyhow, watching him in the game, just his ability to chew up the yardage in between himself from a, from a two-safety deep to the line of scrimmage is phenomenal. I mean, when you see he sees a a handoff, he gets up from a, a safety position to to the box area in like no time flat. It reminds me. I was watching National Geographic one time, and they had tiger sharks. There's like really fast, you know, and they were showing like how these tiger sharks. It was Shark Week stuff, you know, back last year, and oh, then yeah. these tiger sharks would be like zip through the water like so fast and going after whatever they're going to feed on. Right, they're coming in, they're, they're hunters, man, boom, and you just watch them zip through and watching Minka go from a safety position to into the box area. I mean, the guy is unbelievable. I mean, you th- you look at him if he was. I don't know if 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 he was an offensive if God put that Minka into an offensive lineman he'd be Alan Fanica, you know if if he made Minka a linebacker uh, he would have been Jack Ham. I mean the ability to move and the ability to be you know a multiple position player like that just phenomenal stuff. 
No, Minka is definitely, uh, you know, one of those guys like he just he chews up yardage like uh, like like we do at buffets. Oh, yeah. And it's too bad you're not here, man. We're at Hyde Park, and let me tell you something. Uh, you would love the, to get steakified uh, today, buddy. What steak are you going with, Wolf? That's the man, whatever I can get my hands on. You better believe it. <laughs> oh, you're not even going to make a special request. You're just going to well, tell him, is it chef's choice? We, you know, we've we got to be quiet about this. You know, we've got to be on the down low. You know? Yeah, absolutely. Porterhouse. Porterhouse. Porterhouse, yeah. What yeah, about exactly? What about Mike's? Uh, he, Mike's got something here. Uh, what is it? The uh, the Tomlin tomahawk. Oh, the, the Tomlin tomahawk. tomahawk. That's it. Uh-huh. Oh, that be, oh, that would now, be sensational. Don't sensation. forget, tomahawk don't right forget about the steak Rooney down there. Oh steak yeah. Rooney. Listen, anything but don't order at Pittsburgh Blue. Just don't order at Pittsburgh Blue. Pittsburgh Blue? No. What about a yeah, Wagyu? Preparation. No, no, no. It's a preparation style. Yeah, it's absolutely Wagyu. Oh, um, Wagyu. Come on. That's the yeah, Zen Pittsburgh couch, Pittsburgh Blue's man. where they sear it on the outside and it's still like, kind of blue on the inside. Ooh. Yeah, but that's one where yeah, they play still, like. It's still mooing, Max. <laughs> yeah, it is. It is, yeah, but, it is really but you get moving. you get the Wagyu, man. That's like they give massages to the cows, you know? Oh, yeah. They, yeah, no. I think you get it they feed them beer and, and you know, oats mouth. and all kinds of stuff. You know, I mean, they, they I, get I, the. Yeah, they, they got like. Uh, West, your dad would play music, the kind of music your dad plays. That's right. They play that for the cows. Just violin concertos every night as they go to bed. There you go, yeah. You know, got to fatten them up. And then kapow. It's a great steak, that's for sure. Okay, where were we at? We're, oh, man. Well, I, I, we're talking I, I, Minka. I, I, I'm, knee, I'm knee deep in food, but yeah, Minka. <laughs> uh, yeah, Minka led the team in tackles. Yeah. Um, surprise, surprise. Um, as we talk about his coverage skills, he had 11 tackles on the day combined. Uh, he was everywhere. And I thought, you know, for Minka, I, I know we were hoping for a Minka magic moment where we got a, we, we got a, we got a wattage overload um, instead with the interception department. But, I mean, you know, on the season, the Steelers, and this is a fun stat, the Steelers are actually plus six in a turnover differential game. Isn't that amazing? So, that's you know, a, that's our, a our big defense plus. knows how to take the ball away. Yeah, that's a big plus that our team is is not is not a not giving the ball away, but we are taking the ball away from opponents. So that that I mean that's just a fantastic set. And I think you know even though Minka doesn't have direct control over that, what he does in auxiliary role allows for those other individuals to take the ball away. I think that's one of the things when you're talking about it. You know, people can get all up in arms. Oh man, his production's not there. No, his production's more hidden where he he's he's got the assist. Um, for a lot of a lot of the big big plays that happen because you know with your coverage decisions taking away the number one option for a quarterback making them have to look to the number two option gives extra time for the sacks um you know whether minka somewhere quarterback's going to throw in the opposite direction of minka boom that's how the picks happen in a lot of those situations so you kind of have to look beyond just the actual tangible stats and physical representations of those stats and look at those other things. And like you said, it's still piling up a bunch of tackles in the meanwhile. Well, you know, that's exactly it. You know, just as much as they used to do, they had idea, they, you always had to ID Troy Palomalo. You know, I mean, Joe Flacco used to say, you got to follow yes. the hair. Wherever the hair is going, you go the opposite way. I mean, because that was always an identification for Joe Flacco and how to attack the Steeler defense. In the same way with Minka. Now, Minka don't have the hair. But the fact is, 
looking at three nine, whether he's high, you know, at the back end or he's down low playing in the box. One of the things that that was beautiful was watching him creep up from the slot area to the end of the line, then zip it and beat one of the wide receivers to the inside and make a tackle for minus yardage on a running back. That was that's terrific. You don't see many safeties that are capable of doing that. And at the same time, he can play in the back end and be a turnover machine. One of those guys, if you keep him back there, but you know that you've you've got the ability to blitz. You've got an ability for coverage schemes. He can cover, you know, uh, top flight wide receivers. He can cover tight ends. Um, there's just so much that his his various capabilities enable you to do as a defensive coordinator. I love the fact that you got him playing in a lot of different areas, and right now they need him playing down, a little bit down lower in the box until they get all the run reads, being able to make sure that they they're not uh, you know getting torn up by uh, third string running backs like you know they like they were having last week. Yeah, no, it, it, it's it, it's one of those things where you've got to just be on your p's and q's, right? Oh yeah, it's attention to detail on the assignments. And what we're seeing is we're seeing a better attention to detail, but we just need a little, just a little bit more tweaking, right, Wolf? I yep, think yep. it has to be tweaked just a little bit more. You know, if that's what more assignment, you know, more film time maybe, or you know, after practice, getting with some guys and say, "Hey, man, I need, I, I just need to work some fits." You know, I think those are just the little extra things to hopefully push this over the top um, because. It's, it's getting to the point where, you know, we're in the season where you're kind of your identity starting to settle in on who you are. And, and one thing I love is that the Steelers are constantly changing that identity, right? Right. They're, they're kind of narrowing that focus because we weren't sure what they were good at. Then now we're trying to figure out what, you know, what they're good at now. It's can they be a well-balanced, well-rounded team, I think is probably where, you know, we're getting to. And, you know, that, that comes from fast starts in the first quarter both offensively and defensively, like making sure that you're stop, you're stopping the opposing offense. You're not letting them get into a rhythm and not letting them take advantage of you as much in the first half, as well as the offense, right? Being able to maintain drives and being able to keep the chains moving. Don't throw a play for a negative yardage loss. Like you looked at him the first time. Don't, don't come back to him and double pump and then throw it to him when the guy's already gotten on top of him, right? At that point, just throw it away. So you just... You, you add less insult to injury in those situations. So it's, so it's a combination of those team dynamics melding. Because I think in the second half, it's a fa- the Steelers are a fantastic team. And no better you know, evidence of that than creating a dynamic play to start the third quarter. But it's that first half where you're stopping the run. You're also you know, ingraining the run into your DNA um, at the same time to establish a mindset so that you can get bigger plays later in the game because you've now forced the opponent to be one-dimensional and your offense now stays two-dimensional in the process. So it's one of those things where you're weighing the scale and trying to figure out which one is it. You know, no Henway calls, though, Wolf. No Henway no calls. No Henway calls. Yeah. Yeah, that's, that's always my favorite. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah, I got – can the folks out here hear me, Siege? Okay. 
Now, for the folks here, you understand what a Henway call is, okay? You get a young offensive lineman. That we, we got some people down here at, at Hyde Park Steakhouse. I'm going to indoctrinate them in the art of making false calls. A Henway call is a call that you make with a young offensive lineman who doesn't know any better. So you, you're in the middle of practice or something like that, walk through, and you, t- you turn around with you look at the defensive front after you call the play, and you line up and you go, Henway. And the kid starts to freak out because he's never heard the Henway call before. And so he looks at it and goes, what's a Henway? And you go, about two pounds. And then, <laughs> there you go. See, Bonabon, it's low-hanging fruit, people. Okay? Okay, well, I got moderate response. Everybody's kind of looking at me like that. Oh. Yeah, I can hear the response Yeah, there. Yeah, there you go. The That's it. Exactly they fell so. on deaf ears. They're like, really, really? <laughs> dad O-line jokes. Like that, you're hey, that that's what you right get. Now. You know what? Offensive <laughs> linemen with several concussions, you come up with jokes like that. All right. You know what? We're going to take a break. We are down at the Hyde Park Steakhouse. It is Wolf Starks and the Ninjas. We'll be back with more for the final bell wrap-up with Max Starks right after this. This is In the Locker Room with Wolf and Starks on ESPN Pittsburgh and Steelers Nation Radio. Presented by your neighborhood Ford store. The F-150 is the official truck of the Pittsburgh Steelers. All right, we are now in bell lap time. That's right, that's right. And for everybody there at Hyde Park, that was the dinner bell. So hopefully you guys are (laughs) feasting already. Um, But... You know, when I look at it, I, I, you know, I have to now go forage, Wolf. I now need to go find my Hyde Park um, Zen place. So I will do that after the show. So that's my reminder there when I hit that bell. It's time to go eat for me as well. Um, uh, you got to get me to fight, brother. That's what it is. Yeah, exa- exactly. I'm going to have to go find something steak-related and steak-alicious. I'll post it later on social media. <laughs> um, you know. But, Wolf, you know, one of the things as, I, as, as I'm looking at it, I think we've kind of put a good bow on the L.A. Rams. I want to kind of preview before our Thursday and Friday shows kind of the Jacksonville Jaguars and kind of talk about, you know, real quickly just kind of some highlights um, right. of, what, of what to expect. Now, we talked about the Jags. You know, they're, they're riding a four-game win streak right now. In fact, they, they've won four games. And guess this, three different cities, two countries. Yeah, really. That's a true right? statement. So Beat the Buff this, Bills over there yeah, in London, right? Uh-huh. And, you know, it, it was funny. They, they, they were on a losing streak when they went to London. They came back. They, were, they, they brought back a winning streak, um, you know, playing, playing back-to-back games over in London and, and winning. And then, of course, just winning most recently um, on Sunday. So, you know, one of the things is, you know, Trevor Lawrence is is starting to heat up. I mean, he went twenty of twenty nine uh, for two hundred four yards and a touchdown, um, and then had, and then rushed for fifty nine yards as well. So you know, Trevor Lawrence coming into this game zero interceptions and a hundred plus quarterback rating in three of the past four games, and he's three and zero when he throws four touchdowns. Um, you know, in in the road starts this season. So. Right. There, there, there's a good challenge for the defense to really get after Trevor Lawrence, to get after this offensive line that's, that's doing a pretty good job of holding up for him. But, 
you know, it, it's still going to be a nice challenge because I think we present a different option than, of course, that Thursday night game against New Orleans. Their their offensive line was just, uh, you know, absolutely. Well, I should say their defensive line is good. Their offensive line is terrible for New Orleans. So, but they st- and they still gave them a game. Um, in the end, they allowed for you know the Saints to actually get back into this game, actually almost tie it up. If uh, if Moreau Foster Moreau, their tight end for the Saints, catches the actual pass and runs the right route, um, it was just one of those things that hit his hands, hit both of them, and then fell out of bounds. So I think this is a team that you know has had some close calls. Now you know they beat the Colts handily. Buffalo was the game they won, and then they also won against uh, the Falcons before that. So they had the Falcons and the Bills um, in in London Town. And yeah, Tottenham Hotspur and Wembley. <laughs> oh, you know, that was so funny because having been at Wembley, you know, it, it was that the name of it? There Because yeah. the Hotspur yeah. Stadium is new. That's new in the Premier yeah, it's League. New, it, it, yeah, it, it's, a newer, it's a newer stadium of the two. Wembley was the first stadium that, that, yeah. that the NFL that, really That was in a neighborhood. Games. I couldn't believe it. It was like this colossal stadium in the middle of, of a London neighborhood. It was just crazy. It's amazing it, what can happen when you've got countries built on public transportation and infrastructure. <laughs> <laughs> and Wes is so right. But you know what? That grass surface was the best I've ever been on. I mean, the absolute best. It was unbelievable. It was so smooth, level, and everything else. And by the end of the game, they, they churned it up pretty good, I would say. Yeah, no, I mean, that was one. I was so mad I missed that game. Can I just yeah. tell you, going in free agency and then finding out that the Steelers were going to, A, go over to London and, B, play on Thanksgiving, two things I did not accomplish. Oh, I was hot. I'm not going to lie. I had, I, had a, I, had a bit of, I had a bit of petty crocker in me. You know what was I funny was, was Bill Hillgrove and Tunch Ilkin, instead of being in the press box, they were outdoors in the stands. I mean, they're literally Ooh. doing the game sitting with people around. It was, like, funny. I don't know why, but that's the way the, the announcers were. The announcers are out in the elements as the players are. It was kind of funny. I thought it was oh, funny. That, that sounds pretty awesome. Now, I did that. Of course, it was not, not like that. It wasn't a British thing. But I had the Oregon-Oregon State game last year, and I had to call it from, like, the uh, construction zone stands Really? Half the stadium was being constructed, and the press box just happened to be on that side. So, so it was the cameras only shot the half of the stadium that was actually functioning, <laughs> and and we're over here in like these Connex containers with like exposed steel beams, and there's like construction going on behind right. us. And there was a sm- and they put these little small Connex containers out there for every you know press box position, and so ours was so small that I was like. I was like, "How long's the how long's the how long's the cable?" And I was like, "I'm gonna sit I'm gonna sit here on the stands and do the game from the stands." And I sat out in the stands and and broadcast the game. Then eventually, my play by play guy came out there and sat with me because I mean, you could there was you know six of us in there, right? Right. Because you, know, you have your spotter, you have your stats guy, um, also our producer and our engineer, and then us. So six guys and, and a box is really built for like maybe three people, and then there's <laughs> oh, no. the heater in there. So I was like, man, I can't do this. I'm already going to be hot. And then everybody was complaining they were cold. I wasn't cold. So I was like, I'm just going to sit out. Throw my, throw my box and everything over, over the lip of this Connex container cutout. And I sat out there in the stands and did the whole game. So, so I, that would have been fun to have fans around. But, yeah, it was just me solo. 
And then my play-by-play guys. So we're the only two guys sitting in this exposed construction area stand. That's crazy. And everybody That's else, like, crammed in on the <laughs> other side. <laughs> At least they, they weren't constructing while you were the game was on and the broadcast was on, right? No, they, they were not. They were not. They, it was, they were just running. They were just running wire. They weren't actually uh, working um, with the physical construction stuff. So that was nice. When you look at these Jaguars sitting at five and two, what what kind of jumps out at you? And of course, we'll get a lot deeper as we move along here. But what are the things that that you know? Because I, I the first thing I look at is Trevor Lawrence. I mean, he's six six. Yeah. You know, six six two. Yes. He's a big guy. He can run the ball. Man, does he have an arm? He can throw the ball a country mile, you know. He's, yeah. he's an accurate guy. This is a young buck who I think is just on the verge of, uh, you know, could be a, a superstar at some point. Um, and it, he certainly has got all the athleticism and uh, the qualities you want in a top-flight quarterback. But he is impressive, I think. No, he, he's very impressive. I mean, he, he, he looks like sunshine from Remember the Titans um, with the long, <laughs> flowing hair. Remember the Titans, uh, yeah. Yeah. But, uh, but, you know, I, so I had two of their games last year. Uh, both. Okay. Um, so I, I had both Chargers games they played, the one out in L.A. and then, of course, the playoff game where they came back um, after quite possibly the worst first half I've ever seen from, from a team and a, fo- and, and a quarterback. Uh, you know, they, they, they were down 28 points. Trevor mm. Lawrence could not hit the broadside of a barn uh, without it being a Chargers jersey. Wow. And they just looked terrible. But then I saw the resiliency in that team and how he came back in the second half and had one of the, probably the most brilliant second halves outside of the whole Tom Brady Super Bowl against, against the Falcons. Um, it would probably rank as one of the best uh, playoff comebacks, victories I've seen. So, you know, Trevor Lawrence is definitely a battle-tested guy. He does not get rattled easily. Uh, but I will say this, he's susceptible. He's been sacked 16 times already this season. Right. Um, so... You know he's off, he's off a little bit on, on his touchdown to interception ratio. He's at eight to three right now. But the one thing that I, I, I'm really impressed about um, Travis Etienne in the backfield. His his, his college teammate now his pro teammate um, Travis Etienne is is playing at a high level. He's got over 500 yards rushing so far in this year, averaging about 4.0 a rush and seven rushing touchdowns. That's the other thing, and so that means the offensive line is cooking and humming. And yep. they're they're pushing the line of scrimmage, so that's one that sticks out to me offensively, just off a of first glance, is how well they're rushing the football. There's no doubt in my mind. And you think about it, it's funny, Tank Bigsby, you know, one of the, one of the backups there. He's got an average per carry of two point three, but he's mainly a short yardage guy. You know, they bring him in and bang him away. Yeah. But I, I like the name Tank. Tells you everything about him, right? Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> I mean, but that, that but that's the thing with Auburn running backs, right? They have great names. I mean, Tank. We had Cadillac back in the day. Oh, that's uh, right. Yeah. So uh, Auburn Cadillac outrushed by Max Starks Williams. That 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 is correct. That is correct. Max yes. Starks. Let, let them know. That's right. Leading rusher, <laughs> Auburn Florida game, two thousand one. Um, it's been too long out. since I snuck that clip in there. I just had I know, to. I know you did. That was a great job. But you know what? On that, we're, we're going to end. But, uh, you know, tomorrow we start breaking down the Jacksonville Jaguars to get ready for this weekend's contest uh, in Acroshore Stadium, to handling everything starting at 1 p.m. Eastern inside of the stadium. Not far from that beautiful steakhouse that you're at, Wolf. Absolutely. Um, but, uh, but until then, everybody, enjoy your lunch there at Hyde Park, everyone. <laughs> I'm there in spirit, CJ and 
and Wolf, y'all enjoy it as well. Uh, I'm Max Starks. He's Craig Wolfley, Junior Ninja in training. Of course, CJ. Of course, our lead, our lead ninja extraordinaire, Wesley Euler on the ones and twos. And, of course, our sensei, Brian LaMartina. We appreciate you listening in. Remember, tune in tomorrow. Same black and gold channel, same black and gold time. Make it a great day. When you drive a vehicle so reliable it's backed by a 10-year, 100,000-mile limited warranty, you stop thinking about what you can't do and start doing what you never thought possible. Visit your local Kia dealer today to see what you're capable of in a vehicle that inspires confidence around every corner. Kia, movement that inspires. Call 800-333-4KIA for details. Always drive safely. Limited inventory available. Warranties include 10-year, 100,000-mile powertrain and 5-year, 60,000-mile basic. Warranties are limited. See retailer for details.